everybody. Welcome back to the Huh Podcast. We are thrilled to be here with you. We are on uh, Zoom today. It is a odd week for us. Uh, so um, we're excited to be together uh, through a computer screen, and we hope that you are uh, ready to get into the word with us today. We are starting um, some new subject material for the next few weeks um, with, with, with a um, quote-unquote series that we have coined Church on Phonics. Uh, we're going to be looking at some words that uh, you may have heard in church or you may not totally understand or you may have heard churchgoers say, and we're going to talk about what those words mean and talk about how they affect um, Christians and humans alike, um, all, all people. So we're excited to get uh, into this and jump right in. Um, so without further ado, Garrett and Christian are here with us today as well. What up, dudes? What's happening? How's it going? Garrett, Garrett's real talkative. <laughs> uh, really hey. excited to be here. I just set hey. you up with like, oh, we're so pumped for this series. We're happy to be here. And Garrett goes, hey. <laughs> <laughs> Love I'm this not an excitable person generally, <laughs> unless like I get on a tangent and then I get <laughs> unless you start talking about Star Wars or hey church on phonics. When I hear phonics, and, and you guys might think the same, and if you're listening to this, does your mind go straight back to your kindergarten classroom? You see, mine does, but I was talking to Isabel about this. I told her this series we were going to do, and she was like what in the world is fine or uh, I guess they didn't have it in Brazil, but she, but then she said, um, church on phonics has nothing to do with like basics. It's about learning sounds. And she was being technical with it. I'm like, listen, <laughs> we're in well, elementary school. We had to do phonics. Listen, that, Linda. <laughs> yeah. We're not sounding out. We're not sounding out things in the Bible. I just remember <laughs> the, like the commercials, uh, for it. I don't remember ever doing it, but like the hooked on phonics commercials right um those are the ones that stick out to me i don't remember ever doing it uh i probably did i just don't remember I, of course i don't remember what i did last week so I, i'm like goldfish memory so um yeah but hooked on phonics church on phonics i hated phonics oh it was such like a tedious pain is it is about, it's isn't it sounds is mm. that what it is like sounds of the alphabet or whatever it's sounding out words and oh, like okay. i hated it because you had to like divide the words in order to be able to learn the words and i already knew the word so i didn't want to do it so did you ever have to do the word phonics 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 i just want to be real i just looked up phonics and uh i did not know how to spell it yeah it's a p and an h <laughs> spell with an x yeah just for everybody to know there's not an x in phonics oh yeah cs yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh and that's why english is difficult because p and an h make the same as an f so <laughs> you you want a, a little bit of insight um the greek word for sound is phone so that's where the word phonics comes from there we go i used to have a friend named phone phone you phone but yes hey whether you're listening and you're like this series has nothing to do with sounds hey we thought it was a brilliant idea just to talk about church on phonics as we talk about the basics, maybe you're like Garrett's wife, Isabella, and you think it's a terrible title. Hey, that's okay. But we at least hope you like what we're talking hey, about. You could hey, also I'll, call it 101, Church 101 or something like that. Well, I do think I do think we have to it's not it's not so much like the basics of church, no. but it's it's explaining the words that are like the foundational truth of yeah, that's true. things that you kind and, of know a little bit about, but you don't really know intricate. It's yeah, and, and some of these words are, and I'll be honest, some of these words 
I understand what they mean, but it's hard for me to like define it um, because they're words that we don't, we, to be just frank, it's really only words we use. Um, well, not all the time, but some of them are, are only usually word, uh, only words we use when we talk about our faith or about, about Christianity or about Jesus, about God. And so they're really specific. Um, and like, for me, some of them, I understand like the concept, but like to like reciprocate or like teach someone exactly what that word means. I'm like, kind of like fumble on my words and I kind of have to like go read to like, make sure I kind of get a good grasp of it. And so that's kind of the, the hope for this is, is maybe talking about some words that maybe, uh, if, if it's someone that has, is a, uh, you know, a new Christian or has been coming to church for a short amount of time and is new to the faith, maybe words they've heard and maybe don't feel comfortable saying like, Hey, what's that mean? Or, or maybe words that you feel like, okay, I think I know what that means, but I can't really, if you're like me, I can't really like define it or like teach it back to someone else. And so hopefully we get to just kind of dive into some of these words, um, what scripture says about them and, and the implications of the meanings behind these words for us as followers of Christ uh, and for all people. So, so it's kind of the point of this. Uh, it's not, you know, we will probably use that phrase like beginning or like simple, but it's not necessarily that. Uh, that's just kind of the easier way to say it. It's just like foundational truths to our faith that that we often just assume everyone knows, but that's not always the case. Mm. So. Like sin, we're talking about sin today. Sin yeah. is very simple, but at the same time, it is very complex. Yeah. Uh, when you try to uh, break it down, but hopefully today, uh, maybe you're not. You maybe you didn't grow up in church. Uh, maybe you're not familiar with a lot of terms in the Bible. Uh, we hope that this series and what we're talking about today helps in that. So let's go ahead and get down to it. What is sin? Well, uh, today's word is sin. Yeah. What, what is it? I think in order to, I don't know. to kind of <laughs> to simplify it, you have to go to where sin originates, and that's mm. uh, that's obviously, and you know, even those outside of Christian know the Christian tradition of sin originating in mm-hmm. Eden, in garden, in the garden, um, and you know, depending on how you interpret Genesis one through chapters one through three, um, there's either only two humans alive or you know, maybe Adam and Eve had kids that weren't mentioned, or Adam and Eve represent the whole of humanity. But regardless of how you interpret that, those three chapters, what is being shown is that humanity, Adam and Eve, either these, the only two humans on earth, or the representation of all humanity, are dwelling with God up, up until chapter um, three, um, or midway through chapter three. And it's this kind of blissful state. And we don't know how long this could have been going on for years. It could have been going on for thousands of years. It could have just gone on for two days after Adam finished naming the animals. That's when they sinned. But um, the point is humanity, the whole of humanity were dwelling with God personally. They were in this garden. They were talking with God. They were walking with God. They were in God's presence. And there was, you know, no hindrance in there. And if we fast forward to Exodus, um, Moses, the greatest prophet in Israel history, um, stood before the presence of God, witnessed the presence of God, just in partial glimpse. And he was so radiant from that encounter that the Israelite people couldn't be near him. And so that just shows you Adam and Eve lived in God's presence and had no issue before the fall. 
after the fall, Moses couldn't even withstand just barely a glimpse of it. And so there's this huge separation that took place between Adam and Eve and Moses, and that's where sin comes in. And so sin, you can just simplify and, and um, explain as the desires of the heart that separate us from God, and most notably desiring God. So anything then that falls under this category of a desire I have that pulls me away from that desiring God is sin. And, and not just desiring God, but pulls me away from the ability to be in God's presence. That's sin. And, and Paul says, all have fallen short of the glory of God. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Meaning, you know, the wholeness of humanity have sinned. We have this separation. We have this desire that pulls us away from God. And as such, we can't be in God's presence unless we have the spirit of Christ upon us. And, um, and, and you see, like, in, in this fall narrative um in verse one you have the serpent um who's um identified as the adversary of god the tempter and and it's he comes up to the woman he said did god really tell you, you can't eat from any tree in the garden the woman said to the serpent we may eat the fruit from the trees in the garden but about the fruit in the middle of the garden god said you can't eat or touch it or you will die and the serpent says you won't die in fact, God knows that when you eat, your eyes will be open and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. And the woman saw that the tree was good for food and delightful to look at and that it was desirable for obtaining wisdom. So she took some of its fruit and ate it. And she also gave some to her husband who was with her and he ate it and the eyes of both of them were open and they knew they were naked. So they sewed fig leaves together and made a covering for themselves. Now there's a couple really key things to put there and, um, the, the first is that the serpent didn't lie to them. You know, their eyes were opened. They didn't now know the difference between good and evil. But in that process, they had to desire self-autonomy instead of God-autonomy. They, they were desiring their own abilities over the sustainability that came from God. And that desire separated them from God and in that desire, they now realized their inadequacy. It, it never changed. Adam and Eve didn't just morph into an inadequate being because they fell into temptation and, and separation of God, but they realized in their sin, oh my goodness, I'm woefully inadequate to be in God's presence. And that's why it said they made a covering for themselves in order to try to, to cover up their inadequacies. And, and that's where you see the, the first sin. And anything that separates us from God, from his holiness, from his presence is sin. And we know that, we inherently know that because we have a morality within us that has originated from this point in history. That's, that's sin. Yeah. So uh, I, I think, uh, obviously, totally agree. Um, a way that I have described it to like students and uh, and we've used archery and, and shooting rifles and stuff like that uh, to uh, use it as an example. But sin is when we miss the mark. Um, sin is when we miss the mark that God um, had designed for us. And specifically for Adam and Eve, the mark for them was not to eat from the tree. And they missed it. They ate from the tree. Um, and, uh, you know, you look, if we fast forward to um, to Mark, um, Jesus is 
um, talking with some um, some people and some leaders, some some uh, teachers of the law and Sadducees, and they ask him this question. They say, of all the commandments, which is the most important? This is Mark 12, um, 29 through 31. He says, the most important one, answer Jesus, is this. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. The second is this. Love your neighbor as yourself. There is no commandment greater than these. Um, and these two commandments, love God and love others. Uh, the other commandments, the other laws stem from these. Do not lie or steal. Why? Because those hurt our neighbor. Um, those hurt our neighbor and those hurt our relationship with God. And so when we are doing things that uh, do not exemplify loving God and loving others, or if we're doing things that are hurting others, that is missing the mark. Therefore, sin. Boom. Missing the mark. I love the uh, our church does center or center shot, which is an archery program, which is the perfect program for kids to not only just be able to shoot archery and learn it, but also to show them exactly what sin is uh, in the in, in the realest sense. And I love every time they um, do center shot, there's devotions. And of course, the main devotion that is done every year is that example, Micah, that, that missing the mark. And, uh, you know, in, in archery, if you have your, your bullseye, um, yes, like you can think, well, I got close to the bullseye. That's still pretty good. But, but missing the mark is even pretty good is not good. Even just, oh, I just barely missed the mark. Yeah. In reality, that, that's still like, you know, we think about little sins or you think of like, hey, I was almost good or, or I was, hey, I was, I almost did what was right. But that doesn't count in God's eyes. Uh, when you miss the mark, when you miss that bullseye, when you miss the mark of the righteousness of God or the holiness of God, you're missing everything completely. Yeah. Uh, so when we think about the seriousness of sin, we're thinking like, hey, it's not just, oh, you missed the mark, you know, maybe next time. No, it's a serious thing. Like you completely missed what God had for you. And, and that's that's a serious thing for us to realize. And I think I love looking at that um, idea, Micah, that you bring up is, you know, I don't want to miss the mark of holiness and the mark of the way that God has called me to live. Uh, I don't even want to miss it a little bit because, hey, if you're even just missing a little bit, guess what? You've missed it. Yeah. Well, go ahead. I was, go I was just going to say one could easily say, well, all Adam and Eve wanted to do is be smarter. How's that sin? Well, it's going against the desires of God in pursuit of your own desires. So, you know, even though those desires seemingly aren't bad desires, it's mm. still outside of the parameters of God. And that's a separation from him. There was yeah. an Olympic rifle shooter. And uh, you guys maybe have heard this uh, story. Olympic rifle shooter. He was, um, he was in the Olympics. He was so far ahead. All he had to do was hit the target, not the bullseye. Just hit the target. I think they get like four or five shots each round. All he had to do is hit the target, like three of the five or whatever. Like he was so far ahead. He could have like closed his eyes. Gets up there, shoots all his shots, dead center bullseye, ices it. But when he looks downrange, he shot at the wrong target. And so he was immediately disqualified and went from first to like last or whatever. Um, and so to your point, Garrett, I think we, we have to be careful that we can be aiming dead center bullseye. We could be hitting bullseye. 
but we might be aiming at the wrong target. Uh, And I think you look at the life of the Pharisees and how Jesus described them. And that was an exact example of that was they thought they were nailing it, right? Like every law they're following it. They're, they're judging other people because they're not following it. But what they were missing is that they were aiming at the wrong target. They were hitting bullseye. They were just hitting the wrong target. Uh, and, And what you're saying, Garrett, is exactly that. You know, we, we often think, well, it's not bad, right? Like it's not, it's not bad, but we might be aiming at the wrong target because is it good? Is it getting us closer to God? Um, yeah. And I think that's kind of uh, one of those things that we can mess up. And I think another thing we need to think about with sin is, all right, so we've kind of defined sin. What is sin? What happens with sin? You know, what, what, what's the result of sin? And Romans two verses really quick, Romans, the 23s of Romans, Romans 3, 23 um, is um, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And now the next verse is really awesome. And we'll look at that in the future. I'm sure. Uh, but we'll get there for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And then Romans six 23, um, says for the wages of sin is death. And then again, it goes on, but we'll get to that soon. Um, and so sin all have sinned. Every one of us have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. There's only one that has lived on earth that did not sin. It was Jesus. Um, and because of sin, we like wages is what you get, I, you know, describing this to students when they hear this, it kind of clicks wages is what you like a paycheck. So your paycheck for sin is death. That is what you receive for sin. And of course there's a glorious follow-up to that and there's good news coming. Uh, we're going to get to that, but today we're just focusing on the sin part. Um, so sin is, is like Christian said, we, we can just barely miss it, but it's still death and it's still death. Yeah. Yeah. And not just physical death, but but a spiritual death and an eternal death. And, and that's why w- we have to take sin seriously uh, in our lives, not just as ministers, but even, you know, if you're listening, you're not a minister, you're a, a lay person, you're uh, just, you're, maybe you're a teacher, maybe you're a stay-at-home mom, maybe you're a student, student. Yep. Uh, whatever it might be, hey, sin is not just for the pastor to stay away from, but it's for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> because yeah. it's good for the pastor too, but yeah. um, if you miss the mark, guess what? It don't matter who you are. Even if you barely miss it, that still uh, would result in death. Cause you think about Adam and Eve, like, well, you know, that's what we've been talking about. If we look at their sin, they just ate from a fruit. Like what, what's so bad about healthy food. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> does it sound bad? Like, okay. I, I don't get it. Why it was their rejecting God, which brings us, um, to our next point and possibly our last point is, you know, sin is a rejection of God. And, and that's kind of, I, I love the definition of missing the mark. Um, and I read this in a book one time. Somebody, this is the first time I'd ever seen it. It was a few years ago that somebody said sin is rejecting God. And that, that really helped me understand and grasp what sin is. Mm. Uh, you know, Adam and Eve, when they both ate from that fruit, they were rejecting what God truly had for them. Uh, they were rejecting God's fulfillment and God's satisfaction and uh, everything that God offered. Why? Because they wanted to know a little more. Uh, their pride kicked in and, and they wanted to to know and have this knowledge that uh, they thought that they really needed. Yeah. Uh, so th- that's that's what we need to look at is that any sin, even the smallest, even if it's just eating an apple, whatever that fruit was, uh, the essence of Probably it was that, yeah, pomegranate. Hey, don't eat. That's well, what the um, biblical scholars think it was. Really? Well, hey, I believe that because, well, this might be too much information, but 
pomegranate vitamin water runs right through you. Yeah. (laughs) Pomegranate is dangerous, but that might be too much information. (laughs) We've already said it now. It's too late. Oh, dang. You can't cut that. Sorry, guys. But uh, (laughs) actually, it might save you if you drink too much before a big meeting or something. It could be useful. Maybe someone needs to know that information right about now. Maybe you just know someone else. If you need a diuretic. Yeah, <laughs> vitamin water. Uh, <laughs> I found that out the hard way. Anyways, uh, but the essence of the sin is, is that hey, guess what? You're rejecting God. <laughs> asking for a friend. Oh. <laughs> no, no. You're combining what you two are saying. Um, Micah was saying that you know, the wages of sin is death, and all of sin and fall short of the glory of God. And he brought those two verses in and said, "We'll cover the next verse that follows it later on, which is kind of where the redemptive quality for sin comes in." Um, and you were talking about how, how sin is a rejection of God. Well, both of what you're saying culminates and and is exemplified in the narrative of Hosea and Gomer. Um, and so, you know, we're, I think it'd be great if we began talking about this narrative and then we can kind of conclude the narrative, um, when we talk about redemption or, uh, reconciliation, whichever one we, we get to, but, Hosea is from the um, uh, from the Old Testament. If you don't know who, the story of Hosea, he was a prophet, um, and he likely, before having any sort of oracles or a word from the Lord, was just a man that was kind of set apart by God for teaching the people and, and leading the people the, into the ways of God, and yet the people had completely rejected God, um, and in the very opening of Hosea in, in the second verse, it says, when the Lord first spoke to Hosea, he said these things to them, to him, go and marry a woman of promiscuity, meaning go and marry a prostitute and have children of promiscuity for the land is committing blatant acts of promiscuity by abandoning the Lord. So, so God speaks to Hosea and says, I want you to use your life as prophecy, as prophetic action to Israel, because what I want you to do is marry someone that's doing what they're doing to me. The land, the people, Israel is turning away from me. They're turning towards the world. They're turning to materialistic idols. They're turning to their own desires and their own power and strength. And in doing so, they have completely rejected me. So Hosea, go and marry someone who you know is going to desire other people instead of desiring you. And so Hosea's life is supposed to be exemplary of the relationship between Israel and God and, and the relationship between us and God, where we have this innate desire within us to reject God by pursuing other things. And God says, okay, Hosea, go marry someone who is known for rejecting her husband and pursuing other lovers. And, and we'll, we'll see how this narrative ends, but the, the point that is being made in the opening of the narrative is that Israel and us alike have this tendency to just fall off track and desire our own personal gain, our own personal strength, our own personal aspirations. And in so doing, in desiring those things, we are, like Christian said, completely rejecting God. And that's what sin is. When we desire ourselves over God, we reject God. And um, we essentially give ourselves to the world. Mm-hmm. We prostitute ourselves to the world instead of remaining faithful to God. That's what sin mm. is. Yeah. So we, um, 
we hope, and I know, Sin, you've probably heard of it a lot, especially if you're a Christian growing up in church, you've probably heard it every Sunday. Uh, but we do think it's always good to go back in touch and, and just look at what is the seriousness of sin and what truly is it. Uh, and it's important as Christians, if you're a Christian listening to this, it's important to know so that you will be able to explain it to other uh, non-believers uh, to show that, hey, your sin has a result. Um, and of course, later on in this series, we're going to talk about uh, the salvation and we're going to talk about um, the atonement of Christ. But it's important to get the basics and where all this mess started was with sin. So uh, we appreciate everybody listening to this one. We encourage you to share it with your friends, share it with your grandmama, share it with your kids. Uh, you can share it on social media. Need Jesus too. <laughs> they all need Jesus. Uh, and, uh, you know, subscribe to our podcast. You can on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. What, what? I've actually made the switch from Spotify to Apple, sadly, but uh, it was a forced yeah. choice. You finally put on your big boy pants. Yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> I think I still like Spotify better, but it's uh, all good. Uh, what do you use the apple like radio or whatever um well actually i've been just using youtube just to listen to stuff because i haven't got my login yet because we're doing a family plan uh so yeah i haven't even started it all the way but uh yeah we've made that switch hey whatever one you're on maybe we'll be on youtube one day too uh but subscribe to us we encourage you to uh, give us a rating tell us how bad we are and um uh, if this encouraged you let us no, we're going to continue the series next week. We're going to be talking about, well, you're just going to have to find out. Mikey, you want to pray for us? Hey, of course. Let's pray. God, we love you. We thank you. We just thank you for your word. We thank you for um, your nearness, God, that even in sin that you, uh, that you pursue us, God, that you run after us. And as we uh, go through this uh, mini series, God, we just pray that you would continue to reveal to us your nature and your character, God, as we desire to learn more about you and learn more about your word. We love you. We thank you. And we pray for all those who are sick, who need healing. And we pray for all those who need um, peace and comfort from the, that only you can provide, Lord. In your name we pray. Amen.